gentlemen, we're back. We're back. What yeah. an episode. Well, I don't know. What a, <laughs> I feel like this one, going over my notes, I don't see as much that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Corinne is terrible. I mean, that seems to be the theme of these episodes at this point. Well, and I, I've been thinking about this. Okay. Uh, and what I have come to the conclusion of is I feel like some villains are better than others Mm -hmm. on this show and there are some people that are more fun to hate. Yes. And some villains just wear out their welcome a little bit more easily. And I think Corinne to me... So to me, it's always more interesting if someone genuinely seems like a horrible person. Right. As opposed to someone who's like calculating their move and... Mm -hmm. Like, you can see that Corinne, for example, is trying to be as comically terrible as she can right, be. Right, right. No, and I agree. I mean, it's it's more fun to watch sort of a, either a genuinely terrible person who can't help themselves, or also someone who is a master manipulator. And I would mm-hmm. say that Corinne is neither no. of these things. You know, um, I would like to see someone who really is bringing her A-game. Though I will say, um, we'll get to it, but on the group date, I actually do feel like the other girls are making it. They're like, this date is all about Corinne. It's like they've kind of made it. They're making it all about about Corinne. Corinne. And they're also, they're doing something that I think is really unnecessary where they're like, are you ready for marriage? Like, that's not your job. That bugged the shit out of me. Yeah. And it could, because they're not, that's not what they're mad about. They're mad that Corinne wears trench coats with nothing on underneath and has whipped cream and, like, right. shakes her booze. And I was always like, I think my nipple might have been hanging out. Yeah, it's out, out again. Oh. That's what they're mad at. Yeah. But they can't say that because that seems petty It seems slut-shaming. Yeah. yeah. And so instead they're like, I just don't know if you're ready for marriage. Right. I'm just concerned for you. Right. And I'm concerned for Nick. And it's just like, that's not... It's not your business whether someone else is ready for marriage or not. That's Nick has to make that decision um, for himself. And, of course, none of these people are ready for marriage, and no one is going to end up married as a result of this experience. But whatever. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get down to business. Okay, so Vanessa, when we come back into the episode, um, well... Can we also talk about the fact that they've uh, that they've changed the formatting of yes. the show? Yes. We no longer end with a rose ceremony and start with a new episode. Right. We have the rose ceremony at the kind of beginning of the episode and then end on a... I mean, I feel like they're trying to make it a cliffhanger every show, which... Just stop. Like, right. every episode doesn't have to be a cliffhanger. Right, doesn't have to be continued. Well, and I like the structure of the rose ceremony. It's a natural climax. Gives it some closure. Right, and then they come back to the new episode, and it's like, all right, it's time to Mm -hmm. start a new week, clean slate, Mm -hmm. we're back. I don't like this narrative. I have to start things Get rid of it, Harrison. Right, I have to start things in media res, right, in the middle of things. Literary reference. I speak a Latin. (laughs) What was that accent? <laughs> no. it started out as Latin a, accent. It yeah, sort of Latin. an offensive Asian accent no. in the end. I uh, I was trying to think of a Latin word. 
I speak um Latin there. That was like... <laughs> I don't... I think you might want to stop. <laughs> Let's quit while you're not necessarily ahead, I don't think I want to um, say. But... Um, Vanessa is pissed off when we jump back into the episode. She really gives it to Nick. Yeah. She says she's not going to dance around him. She's not going to shake her tits at him. Yeah. I was like, yeah... You know Vanessa was at the Women's March. You know it, damn straight. I hope she spoke. She actually gave a moving hour and a half speech yeah. at the Women's March. She also threatened to blow up the White House, but Madonna got all the coverage for it. <laughs> She's Canadian. She, Vanessa doesn't give a shit. That's right. Say, I'm back to Canada. Free health care, y'all. <laughs> See you later, fools. A hot prime minister. Right, me and Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Um, We need to focus. Let's get back on track uh, she, here. Oh, she takes it so far as to say that she will give the rose back. Right. Has anyone ever threatened to do that before? That's That seems to me to be a little bit in uncharted territory. Uh, not to my knowledge, simply because I think it takes a special situation for a girl to already have a rose and then to be in the situation of not... You right, know, like giving it back. She really she should be asleep. Burp in my face. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanks. The listeners at home can't see that. Yeah. But. <laughs> Burp and then like blow it yeah. in my face. Stop. No. Um, anyway, she really should just be asleep at this point. Corinne. Right? Yeah. No, oh no, uh, Vanessa. Vanessa. Like fuck this. I'm out of here. Yeah, I'll come back for the rose ceremony. But uh, yeah, she threatens to give the rose back. Nick. Is like, yeah, I understand. Like, I get, I don't want, I feel like Nick gets uh, gets scared. He doesn't like to yeah. see Vanessa this pissed off because I think we see in this scene he really does like Vanessa. He likes her, and I also think he recognizes that she's a reasonable human being. Yeah. And it's one of like a barometer. She's a canary in the coal right. mine. Well, because right. I was going to say, like, if the wrong girl, um, Dominique, say, had mm-hmm. approached this um, situation in the wrong way, Nick very easily, I think, could have gotten defensive and could have right. been like and dismissed it. Oh, it's just, just Dominique. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But instead, he's really like, kind of like, I'm really sorry. He kind of grovels. Yeah, a little bit. Though later he says, "I feel like I'm making the right decisions," which you are not, Nick. I know you're li- both. You're not listening to this, and this is in the past. But we're encouraging you right now to straighten up and fly right when it comes to Corinne. I mean, whatever. I feel like he at least seems to have more of a connection with Corinne than, like, I don't know. I mean, Jamie? Like, what's what's going on right. there? Right. Well, what we Whitney? said. I don't think I've even heard her who is literally that? Yeah. speak. Yeah. So she's, at least. She's mute, actually. She, <laughs> she cannot, no, she's I'm a mime. Yeah. Um, no, but we did say we were talking during the episode because Corinne goes on a group date. It would be interesting to see them go on a one-on-one. Like, what would yeah. they talk about? Like, I imagine she would just be like, oh, no, I spilled honey on my boobs. Oh, no. <laughs> it would be that kind of a date, right? How did this hot chocolate powder <laughs> get all over my budget? <laughs> Uh-oh, my pants fell off. Nick, help. Well, she, they have And then their... she'd fall asleep. <laughs> they have their one-on-one time, and she like marvels at the fact that they didn't kiss. Right, but then it's she doesn't shock. like it. Yeah. yeah, it's a shock. Um, Sarah and Taylor confront Corinne, who assures us that she's not privileged in any way, shape, or form. Um, which I do think is probably you know true. She's a young, beautiful white woman who with a nanny comes apparently from a very wealthy family. Right, she does not reek of privilege. No, not at all. 
This is not what people are talking about when they say check your privilege. Um, Corinne plays the Mean Girls card and says that she's not sure why Sarah and Taylor are so obsessed with her. Why are you so obsessed with me? Well played, Corinne. <laughs> is that, You, uh, madam, are no Regina George. I was gonna say, was that a Regina George move? Yeah, yeah. but, again. But not, yeah, Corinne's, not pulled off to Corinne's the caliber. really more of a, uh, who's Amanda Yeah, Stanley, yeah, she's uh, more of that character, definitely. Yeah. Checking or, her boobs for the weather. I was going to say, honestly, like, or the Amy Poehler Karen, mom character. Karen. I mean, honestly, I could see her becoming that character <laughs> in, like, 30 years if, God forbid, uh, she has I children. I was getting that vibe from Nick's mom. Oh, yeah. The leather jacket. Nick's mom. Not me, yow, mom. yeah. A cool mom. Nick. There's a cougar on the prowl. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Nick's parents, give it up. So first of all, these poor people, I mean, how no, we're, many... we're skipping ahead. Okay. Let's wait. Okay, I've got some things to say about his family. Um, she also says, you do you. Like, oh, yeah. Like, ten times in a row. Yep. You do you, I'ma do me. Um, Nick admits that Corinne seems to be rubbing some of the girls the wrong way. Nice uh, observation, I Nick. know, but he's ru- she's, she's rubbing, rubbing Nick Corinne, the right way. Nick right yeah. in the right way. Mm-hmm. In the bounce house. Corinne finally plays the card that really I'm surprised it took her this long to play, which is that the girls are simply jealous of her. They don't, girls don't like her. Right. They're haters. Haters gotta hate. Mm-hmm. Don't hate, hate the player. Hate, hate, hate. Um, we have a rose ceremony, even though it's only been on for 10 minutes. Right. Brittany and Kristen get cut. You and I could not tell if somebody else got cut. This is somebody the other thing. Did. Is that, yeah. Well, I think that because um, Dominique got sent home early in that. Oh, see, that's the other thing that right. sucks about this new formatting is it's just like one long continuous reel. Right. So I'm like, was that group date with Dominique? Did that go with this rose ceremony? Or I'm having trouble keeping the narrative all straight. It's a very complicated it's hard. narrative. It's hard. Yeah. It's like we're watching The Wire or something. Regardless, just Brittany and Kristen are both out. Dunzo. What do you say? The weakest link. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, timely references uh, wait, like this. No, I got it. I got it. Okay. Here's the timely reference. Brittany, Kristen, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> you're fired. What do you, I mean, we we haven't really talked about this as a nation, but post-president, I mean, Trump could go right back to reality TV. I mean, Schwarzenegger is is hosting The Apprentice now. I feel like we haven't really thought as a country eight years from now what Trump will be up to. I don't want to think. I yeah. don't know. It could be all kinds of entertaining things like that. Maybe he brings a reality show to the White House. Honestly, I thought that's what was going to happen. Yeah, that's was that, my Trump. Was that Hillary was going to win and that Trump was just going to do like a drama about what it would have happened if he would have won. But now he won and so he has right. to do it anyway. Except <laughs> right. it's not a drama, it's a comedy. This, it's ooh, a dramedy. Sna- yeah. It's, it's no West Wing. Um, You've gotten a soft topic. I don't Chris, think so. Oh, oh, Corinne gives that long speech that I think sounded kind of like if she had won, like, middle school student council Mm -hmm. treasurer. Um, She talks about how privileged they all are to be there. And she likes... Not that she's privileged. I was going to say, I feel like there was actually, like, some coded language in this speech. You know, very clever, uh, you know, subtext to Mm -hmm. your speech Mm -hmm. there, Corinne. Um, a lot of she thematic says it's an richness. Amazing opportunity. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Chris Harrison echoes that thought when he comes to the mansion the next day and tells the girls to take a lot of pride in the fact that they're still there. You should be proud of yourselves. You should be proud of yourselves. Lady, pat, pat yourselves on the back. A lot, of, a lot of women haven't made it this far. Only a select group can be one of 15 people to date someone. Yeah. Um, he also says that they're about to embark on a journey that will literally take them around the globe, starting in... You want to say it together? Milwaukee! Motherfucking Milwaukee! So I will say, because I was like, I'm going to be so annoyed if the girls act like Milwaukee is like Tahiti and they go apeshit. I feel like their response was actually quite tame. Yeah. They're like, oh, yay! Great, yay! Laverne and Shirley, yay! Cheese curds. (laughs) Which, to our Milwaukee listeners, more power to you. I've never had a cheese curd. Yeah, well, we need to go to Milwaukee so we can have some. Yeah, that's where I will start our journey around the globe. <laughs> Literally around the globe. Also, join us this summer on the reality tour that An- the Bachelor <laughs> reality tour that Anna and I are leading. It's a travel tour, literally around the world, to some of the hot spots from the show, Milwaukee included. Uh, can we move on? No. This is another trend that they've started, which okay. is. The hometown date of the Bachelor's hometown kind of early on yeah. in the show. Yeah. And there's a lot of pressure that comes with that because what it usually means, and it did in fact mean this for this episode, is that one of the girls gets to meet his parents very early right. on. Right, right. Uh, sometimes this goes really horribly. I'm thinking here of Ben Higgins who invited one of the twins on the hometown date. <laughs> Just one, though. Just yeah. one. but uh, No one knows which one. No one can remember. I don't even remember. Haley. Emily. Haley. Is that one of their names? Haley. Know. Okay. Hell Emily. Um, but that is all to say, uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting format because he doesn't really know all of them that well right. at this point. Right. Um so and I also think that it feeds tension in the house because then whoever has gotten to meet his family has a real one up on the other girls. Like it means right. something very special, I think. To them, mm-hmm. if he chooses, whoever right. he chooses for that And you day. can drop things like, well, when I was talking to Nick's mom. Right. Or, what a nice when, ring. Nick's mom has one like that. When Nick's mom offered to let me borrow her leather jacket. When we were bar hopping at 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. um, his mom, so we go to a coffee shop slash restaurant, and um, Nick's parents are both there. And Nick's mom starts crying just, like, immediately, which I think says a lot about how she feels about just this whole thing. Well, she starts crying because he asks, like, about their early relationship. No, she's crying before that. Okay. She's, like, brushing it off. Okay. But, so she's not, like, full on. Yeah. That cattle dog is tearing a toy up behind us. I hope you enjoy that (laughs) ambiance. I think that's how she feels about this situation. I think she tries to play it off as like, um, you know, I want you to find the right person. I think that's probably true, but I like it when the dad is just like, we don't want to see you on this show again. And I think that's true. I think I'm probably like, fucking stop. Yeah. Cut this out. Yeah. Yeah. How many times do we have to do this? Your sister has literally grown up on camera. At this point, your poor 11-year-old sister, and then we're going to pay some woman to pretend to be your ex so that you can run into her on the streets mm-hmm. of whatever town this is. You want to get to that? Yeah. So this is a one-on-one that Danielle L. gets to go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a little surprised that Danielle L. got the one-on-one. 
I haven't. I feel like she's a bit of a dark horse. She, but she emerged strong last week in the she did, but only days. because she was like a good dancer, right? Maybe Nick thought that was gonna you know come into play again. I'm just surprised. No, I agree. I didn't expect her to be doing so well. She didn't pop up on my radar from the beginning. And can I just say, Danielle L, sorry if you're listening, she gets on my nerves. What does she do that gets on your nerves? She giggles too much. All she does is giggle. That's all she was doing through the entire date. It was like she couldn't talk without letting loose a nervous giggle. Some kind of giggle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And she also wasn't funny. You know, like I feel like she didn't have, for as much giggling as she was doing, she didn't seem (laughs) to have a sense of humor. I don't know. I think that I always... um, I always think of Nick in terms of the similarities that he liked between, like, Andy and Caitlin. Mm -hmm. And maybe he's doing, maybe it's a smart thing that he's doing by, like, seeking out someone a little different Uh from them. Trying something new, yeah. But I feel like he had a lot of chemistry with them, and part of that was that they both had, like, a drier sense of humor, and they were sarcastic. Mm -hmm. And to me, Danielle L. is just, like giggle barbie she's very pretty Mm -hmm. she seemed nice Mm -hmm. i mean i don't she doesn't seem like a bad person i just don't i feel like she was very vanilla i don't have a good sense of her personality really um i will say so their their date they go around nick's hometown they go into a bakery which i they kind of make this clear they're like at this point just everybody in town knows who nick is Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh God, it's this well, guy. I, you get the impression that it, no, I think it's a small town. Well, it's a small town, but even if you didn't know who Nick was before, though, it did appear that the baker really wanted Nick's nuts. I mean, I think that she was was into him. What? The baker, the cupcake girl. She. I'm sorry. She wanted his nuts. Yes. Isn't is that an expression? Is that an expression that That's I don't know? That's an expression. Know? Yeah. It's a baking joke. It's a double entendre <laughs> related to baking. No, you know what a double entendre related to baking is, is when Nick asks, do I get to eat myself? <laughs> that is also a double entendre. I thought you were going to give us your own sort of um, double entendre about the baker and Nick. Do you have something for us? No, I don't. Okay. I didn't spend my time watching the show thinking about a double entendre about. I spent I don't all even day. Remember the baker? I don't even remember there being. I spent all day writing that material. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hired someone to punch it up for me. Actually. One of us is only teaching one class this semester. <laughs> I wonder who. Two classes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, they eat cookies. They tell us, I say, about 50 times that the date is special because it's in Nick's hometown. Mm -hmm. We get it. Right. It's a special date. Uh, They run into one of his exes, and we both had a lot of trouble figuring out if it had been totally fabricated by the show. I mean, it must. Either he's dated everyone in town, and you can't throw a stick without running into Nick's ex, or... Like that was fabricated. I mean, it was a little Think too... about when we're in Shreveport, how many people we run into if we go to the grocery store. Well, true, but... We haven't run into, And like, I didn't date people. So if I had slugged yeah, it up like Nick apparently Usually has. we run into, like, your parents' friends. Like, that's but what I, I, did, I would have I expected. That's them. true. That's a lot of... That's you don't know <laughs> when we run into them. Well, you don't tell me that, like, this this dad, <laughs> this 70-year-old dad, I dated him <laughs> in high school. Yeah, this teacher, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like they... It did seem too coincidental right. to be... 
not a setup, but I also feel like they usually admit when something is a setup. They do? Yeah. What, how? In what venue? Like, if they, if, like, um, I don't know, if somebody breaks up in front of them and they've, like, hired an act. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I just... It seemed, uh, and well, and okay, so they were also, what I actually thought that was going to end up being, I thought they were purposefully trying to make Danielle uncomfortable, and the, so like, um, there was a date where, I don't know, it was one of the bachelorettes, I think, and she like punked one of the guys on Right, a, I do know? remember that. They do yeah. that sometimes. Yeah, where, like, I see that it was going to be like a prank. shows up. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a yeah. prank, because Nick was like, you look really good. So oh, I, guess, I see like, that they were going to start like making man. out or yeah, like she was going to throw like, a drink in his face yeah, or something. But yeah. he was basically like hitting on her a little bit in front of Danielle and yeah. then it was super awkward and I expected them to be like, gotcha, Gotcha, Danielle. yeah, I see. And they weren't. So yeah. I guess Nick was just being a dick. Yeah, just, uh, you know, got to keep that fire burning just in case this bachelor thing doesn't <laughs> yeah, work out. He can so. go back to his hometown, have uh, more sex in that field. Danielle L. seemed pretty uncomfortable yeah. with the whole well, thing. Yeah, well, fair enough. Yeah. And honestly, this poor girl, if this is random, I mean, imagine it's mortifying enough to run into your ex. Not that I really dated people, so I have this experience, but it's mortifying enough to run into your ex. To that one ex. Right, that, doesn't, that lives <laughs> eight states away. Um, but, uh, like, imagine that it's on camera. Like, imagine that you run into, you're having coffee, and all of a sudden your ex walks down the street and is like, oh, we're going to be on TV now. Like, now you're on national TV. All the time. All the time. All the time. Um, okay. They talk about how her parents' divorce means that she doesn't want to rush into a relationship or a marriage. Good choice of show, Daniel L. There's nothing about The Bachelor (laughs) says that you're going to rush into a relationship or marriage. Clearly you're not ready for that kind of thing. Um, I mean, I do think that if she's serious about that, this show is a horrible choice for her. Because the show has a really uh, bad history of kind of like crucifying people that choose not to get engaged right. or married at the end. I think about how they treated like Juan Pablo. Right, or Brad, whatever his name Lomax. was. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, good luck with that, Danielle. Right. Um, they also say that they're about to cross something off their bucket list. Nick is. Uh, did you know who Chris Lane was? No. I have no idea. I still don't know who Chris Lane is, despite having seen him perform. I haven't, yeah. In this venue. You know what's something to cross off your bucket list? Dancing with the Backstreet Boys. Right. There's a bucket list item. Going into space. Eh, Right. No, that's Now you're combining them because. Right, because of Lance Bass, right? Not going into space. Um, Then the date ends. Yeah, they dance. It's it's fine. Group Um, date? Group date. Corinne is forced to go uh, on a farm. Right. Shovel shit. Uh, we get a really great quote. A really great quote. Yeah, one of one of the best quotes um, is that Corinne would rather, she says, I want to be in a spa being fed a nice taco. That might be a euphemism for something. <laughs> can, we get ja- can we get Jamie on this? <laughs> Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I get it. Taco is a euphemism for vagina. And you were just getting on me about my nuts joke just a minute ago. (laughs) My Um, joke was classy. It It was classy. That is, it's a class act. My joke was the joke of this generation. (laughs) 
Um, I just, if it's not a euphemism, do you eat tacos at the spa? I mean, is that, I've been going to the spa I've wrong. I've been going to the wrong spa. Right. Isn't, wasn't that the promise of Hillary one, that there would be a taco spa <laughs> on every corner? Sadly, that dream right. is now dead. And one of the many problems that we have with the Trump administration is that there are no taco spas. Um, I think that this date is bullshit because... Literally. <laughs> Stop breathing in my face. Jeez. Um, I feel like when they make the girls do dates like this, a lot of times it has something to do with actually that person. So, like, right. they made the girls do a farm date on Chris Sewell's season because he's a farmer. Right. But Nick looks like a tool bag. He's, yeah. like, wearing his leather jacket, and he's like, uh, admittedly, I'm more of a city boy, but some friends of mine when I was growing up had a dairy farm, <laughs> so, uh... Yeah. Uh, right, no, Nick. Nick. Like, well, and it's very clear, as the girls point out, with effective double entendre, that he does not know how to milk a cow. Nick can't work at a all. Teat. Can't work. He doesn't know his way around a teat. It's like he's never handled a teat before. And again, Jamie gets in there and oh, is. You know it. She's like, first shot, I get some milk. <laughs> and they also did, like, they had the camera underneath and it, uh, like, splattered all over the camera. <laughs> um,. Uh, even the farmer gets a good dig in and says that the some of the women are going to have to show him how it's done. Yeah, he boom. doesn't have a lot of experience handling the teat. Um, yeah, so there are a bunch of teat jokes. Now then, Corinne <laughs> comes in and says that she doesn't, because they have to shovel manure. And Corinne says it that does she doesn't. It's pretty terrible. Oh, it's terrible. It is horrible. Admittedly, it's horrible. And I mean, the other reason this date is bullshit, as you say, is like some people get to get to go dance with the Backstreet Boys, and you have to shovel manure but like it's a. Uh... Nick comments that that's the whole purpose of the date is that he kind of admits that it's a sucky date, mm -hmm. and he says, "I want to see which women can embrace the day and have fun with it and get a little dirty." And I think the implied. Uh, opposite is true too i want to see which girls are gonna like throw a fit and be real pissy right and the answer is obviously corinne oh, sure she does not want to shovel as she puts it poopy poopy which contributes to the article that we've been talking about a lot lately which you should read poopy. i'm gonna if start you... calling you that when charlie charlie's got a poopy you to change the poopy <laughs> it, it contributes to the theory that corinne is a child in an adult's body, a basically. Link that we posted on our Facebook yeah. page. Excellent theory. Excellent theory. Yeah. Um, and this contributes to it. Um, yeah, so the girls are what... Uh, Corinne what sits out from shoveling yes. the shit. And t to my knowledge, it looks like she's just like sitting there. Mm -hmm. Later in the group date, she says that she was having circulation problems in her hands. In her hands. And that they almost had to take her to the hospital. Almost. The ambulance was standing by. To which I say, bullshit. Total, total bullshit. Because if there is even a slight chance that someone needs to go to the hospital on this show... They are on that like That's called white the on rice. Evan Bass policy. Yes. Actually. Yes. <laughs> it's actually a clause in every right. person's contract when they enter the show. Yeah. The Bass Clause. <laughs> yeah, a nosebleed, you're headed to the hospital. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Corinne sits out the shit shoveling due to some sort of circulation, circulation issue. issue. Yeah. 
um, the girls, uh, rightfully so, are a little pissed off about it. Sure. Um, Corinne says she wouldn't even make Raquel do farm chores. That Raquel's too good for that. Yeah, farm, not just chores, but farm chores. Mm-hmm. Even worse than regular chores. Um, and then the girls, so they go somewhere else later. Yeah, were you watching? Yeah, where did they they go to a haunted house? Is that what happens? <laughs> they, yeah, they go to so they go to a, a, a the site for the rest of the group date. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, that was say, a more specific answer than the one that I gave. They say that it weren't you paying that it attention? Looks like it could be a haunted house. Yes. I don't know. Um, and at this point in the group date, the girls kind of um, kind of attack Corinne, mm-hmm. and let's see. Corinne compares herself to a corn husk. Yes, in an extended, elaborate metaphor. A very elaborate metaphor. It just continues. This is someone who knows how to do metaphor. It's impressive. Yeah, you you were getting on me about that. Um, they confront her about taking naps, and her response is that Michael Jordan took naps and Abraham, Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln took naps. I want to see naps. the citation for that. Is that, pro- <laughs> is that true that Abraham Lincoln took naps? Well, I mean, he must have taken naps. I take naps. Yeah, boom. You and Lincoln. I don't like Corinne. I do feel like the girls are being ridiculous. Yes. Like, they just need to leave her alone. Right, right. It's like Chad. Yeah. Like, you're making it so much worse by giving Corinne what she wants, mm-hmm. which is provocation and, um, you know, like, you're, she, she can tell that she's getting under their skin. Right, right. Well, and there, there are all the girls are like, this date is all about Corinne. And it's like, well, you made that happen. Like, she wasn't actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. That, that appeared on the show, maybe something was going on behind the scenes. Um, but And then someone asks, is Corinne here for the right reasons? Probably not. I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. Um, but uh, it's a valid question. Always a valid question. Um, Christina, who's from Mother Russia, yes, uh, says that she has had a tough past and that she would love to open up to him more about it, but that she needs basically, basically, she kind Some of tries vodka. to blackmail yeah. him into a one-on-one. Yeah, I need more time to tell you. <laughs> KGB will set KGB, something up. KGB, <laughs> we'll ask the questions. Nah, nah. Who's that? KGB. Asked the question. What the hell was that? What are you doing? What are you doing? Hey, hey. Oh man, insert, these Russian jokes. Insert a quote from the Americans. <laughs> In Russia, date takes you. Okay. I'm wondering if it's a jubilee level. Right, right, like something going on, you know, her family crossed Putin in the wrong way. And... Oh, they crossed Putin no, in the wrong big time. way. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry, Vladimir. Um, Vanessa's students have made a book which appears to just be like, Vanessa's awesome. Here's a bunch of pictures of Vanessa. And they were kind of like, but like also sort of sexy pictures. Not like bikini pictures, but like her making kind of sexy faces. Which is, I think, what you do as a special ed teacher. Right, right, for the kids. Totally, totally cool. (laughs) Pouch your lips a little more. That's right. That's appropriate. Uh, let's see. Oh, Corinne also argues when the girls are attacking her for taking naps and also not being ready for marriage. 
Um, they legit ask her, they're like, do you really think that you're ready to be married to a 36-year-old man? Which Can is you... a is a fair question. Fair enough, ladies. I'm, yeah. I'm married to a 30... Let's see if you... I can get it right. Oh, let's see if you can get it right. <laughs> this will be entertaining. 37. No. 36. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 30... I'm mar- you're, thir- you're older than that. I'm married to a 37-year-old man. And Not it's correct. no walk in the park. Right, yeah. No one's really ready for it's, that. No. Yeah. Burping but, in your face all the time. <laughs> Corinne uh, says, I don't think age has anything to do with being married, uh, being ready to get married, like at all. Age ain't nothing but a number, Corinne. I think that's also the uh, stance that the Mormons take on marriage. <laughs> also statistically false. Young marriages are more likely to fail. Yes, Corinne. that is statistically yes. false. That's yes. why our marriage works is because we got married so old. That's right. Because I was basically Definitely dead. not, because there wasn't anybody else around available <laughs> that would marry either one of us. That's what makes true love. Um, Corinne tells Nick about the girls and their fighting, although she puts a bit of a admittedly different spin on it. She says, eh, some of the girls uh, took issue, like had some issues. We worked it out. Right. She makes it sound She's like, like everything was better. resolved. And he's yeah. like, it sounds like Corinne really dealt with that issue with a level of maturity. <laughs> a lot of maturity. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, oh, go ahead. And well, I have an out of context quote at this point, but at oh, some great. point she says, we're fighting for a fiance, not a pickle. <laughs> Which... How, do people fight this vigorously for pickles? I mean, am I misunderstanding? What if the pickle were a euphemism and it was the fiance? Whoa, and his pickle. Yeah. Yeah. Man, the food sex puns. Your mind. The food sex puns are out of control on this podcast. Um, I would fight for a pickle. Yeah? This vigorously? Maybe not this vigorously. Maybe. Depends on the pickle. Hey, there could be a reality show in the future where the prize is just a pickle. (laughs) There's my show. You're in a pickle. Thanks, Trump. (laughs) Welcome to the Hunger Games. A real pickle. That's what it's called. A real pickle? Yeah. What about? What about? (laughs) It's going to be good. (laughs) Okay, wait for it, everybody. Just wait for it. It's not that good. Hold on. Here it comes. We're gonna have to Here it comes. This. Nope, I'm leaving this in. What's the name of the show? What's it called? Pickle of the Litter. No. Tickle the <laughs> no, What was it? The the listeners at home didn't quite get that. This all stays in. <laughs> you say it, you heard it. You Tickle my it. pickle. Yeah, yes. Okay, there we go. Oh. Got it. That's funny. Got it. Okay. Ooh, that's some comedy gold. Ooh, good stuff. I'm crying. Yes. I'm crying. And you're like uh, Nick's mom thinking uh, about <laughs> Nick on The Bachelor. Um, whew, tickle my pickle. Okay. Let's get out of this day. Yeah, I feel like I'm done on. with this we situation. Uh, so, um, Raven. Uh, Chris, wait, Christina gets the rose. Can we say that? Yes. Yes. Okay, um, Raven gets to go on the other one-on-one. Yeah. It is a soccer date. Yes. They Nick, they don't play, they watch. Right. right? Yeah. And Nick says, if I, if I get a fiancé, this is how we're going to be spending our weekends. Yeah. Going to soccer games. Well, and he, he ain't wrong. Is he not? Doesn't Nick live in, like, Los Angeles? I, I like, don't know. He's not moving back to 
Mil- it's not Milwaukee. What's it's, the name I of this town? Minnetonka, Whatever the name know. of that town is and making a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was, what was it Stephen Avery's Folks, family in this one? Stephen Avery. Uh... <laughs> These are my parents, the Averys. He was actually at the skating rink. You had to catch him. It was real fast. But Robert Durst skates by real quick, mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah, so anyways, Raven and Nick are, are watching some soccer. His sister is playing. And again, I mean, she seems fine on TV, but again, these poor people getting dragged on on these shows. Um, you loved it. So they go, they play soccer, and then they head to the skating rink. Mm-hmm. And um, you loved Nick's skating antics. You missed it the first time. I feel I, we like had to you, rewind it. Yeah, I was taking a note. There, so Raven is talking to the little sister, and Nick keeps making lap after lap, and he's like, Doing the little right. gliding swan move. It was funny. I it thought was it cute. was very funny. And this is why, you know who's not going to appreciate that? Danielle L. Danielle L is not going to no, appreciate that. She's not, yeah. I feel like Nick has a fun sense of humor. And I think Raven actually does too. Like, I mm-hmm. think um, Raven is, um, she's sneaking up on me. And I've I, liked I her, like from, her from the get-go. Yeah, I know you have. Um, and, and this episode only confirmed that. Um, and we have to get to, so they, they skate a while, they skate around to Kiss Me, um, by Sixpence None the Richer, we all of know course. I don't know that people do, people have forgotten Sixpence, and they haven't gotten their due in the canon. Hack. E. Sack. But, um, then they have dinner or something, and Raven tells really one of the best stories that I think has been told on The Bachelor. Yes. Absolutely. Um, about her boyfriend. Raven had told Nick previously that in her last relationship she that she was cheated on. Right. Um, then Raven goes kind of psycho. Right. I mean, so she Nick asks her if she minds sharing like the specifics the details, of what went down, yeah. and she's like, "Well, I I walked in on it. I caught it. I caught him." And right. You think it's kind of maybe going to end there? Right. Well, and what it sounds like is she like accidentally walked in on him, but no. That's not what happens. No. Someone, call, another person called Raven. She was dating a doctor, it sounds like. It sounded like, like yeah. And a, a nurse, a male nurse, calls her and is like, your boyfriend's at this bar. He's making out with this girl. And she just walked by me and said, I'm going to fuck this doctor yeah. tonight. She said F. Yeah. It's ABC, after oh. all. Well, they might have bleeped it. Oh, okay. I thought I she know. flat out just said F. But anyways. Um... I'll tell you what they didn't bleep is that then Raven <laughs> says that she got to their house slash apartment. Raven, the the bedroom door is locked. Raven kicks it open. Good for you, girl. Ninja style. Awesome. I mean, yeah. Raven's badass. Fucking terrific. And yeah. then she says, and then Nick is like, so you caught them. And she says, I knew what her vagina looks like. And he was on top thrusting her. Yeah, that's a graphic detail. And then Raven and then what happens? Makes an Exorcist reference, which I like because we 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 uh, always use the Exorcist yeah. clip. I've got it ready to go if we want to just yeah, slam it in slam here it again. In. Okay. Your mother sucks cocks in hell, Paris. Um, and then Raven takes the girl's shoe, a stiletto, a stiletto. Yeah. and beats him in the head with it. Yeah, great. Awesome story. It would make me 
like a, a little cautious sure. about proceeding forward sure. with Raven. Fair enough. Yeah. Great. I mean, that's awesome. Good for you, Raven. I'm 100% in your corner. It on took this me one. a while to, to remember um, the movie where that happens as well, which is Single White Female. <laughs> that's another uh, reason why you might want to proceed with caution. Yeah. Nick, but, yeah. Um, but other cool than story. That, it's badass. a real sweet date. Yeah. yeah oh, it's, I mean, it's really tender. It's just <laughs> it's a sweet to, time. Then they go and they roller skate, roller yeah. skate again. Yeah, in like a spaceship. It looks yeah, like because I mean, it it's not in a well. It, it was could, actually from passengers. It, right? <laughs> They're on the passenger set. He's actually uh, tricked her into waking up early. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah. So they whatever. Then yeah, they skate around. Have and a great they, time. I think he and Raven uh, seem to have a good chemistry. And I told Ryan at this point in the show, I'm making a bold, okay. a bold call. Let's hit it. I've got three of my top four picked, so I'm going Raven, Melissa, Danielle M. You mean Vanessa? Yeah. Melissa's not a not a person on the show. I mean, That's Vanessa. a very bold pick if I mean, one of your picks is Melissa. Raven. Bold choice. Raven, Vanessa, Danielle M. Yeah, there we go. Number four is still up for grabs. Yeah, who could you, be anybody. Who are you going to go? I mean, I also, I think Raven oh, is same, in there. Same. I have been picking same Raven from guys. the get-go. Um... Oh, uh, you know what? You can't pick Vanessa because you cut her from your roster. I did cut her from my uh, bachelor. Though I thought maybe she was going to give the rose back for real and I was going to be right. No. But Never going to happen. I don't know. I'm not ready for my I'm top call- four yet. I mean, I'm calling Vanessa top two right now. Wow. All right. It's a, it's a bold pick, but it's justifiable. Um, yeah. No, I'm not quite ready to declare my top four yet. i got to stew on a little more. Sit on a little more. Um, we go to one more group date. Josephine and Corinne have forged some sort of a... Um, of an alliance. Yeah, an alliance yeah. against Taylor. Uh, and I will, you know, I will echo their point. I think Taylor is horrible, too. She's smug. Uh, I think, I actually agree with them that I think she thinks she's way smarter than she actually she, is. She, like, busts out some psychotherapy she, she's in, in this. She's in the therapy yeah. talk. Heavy duty. Yeah, yeah. You don't um, have a lot of emotional intelligence. Which I did think was funny because you can tell that it's pissing Corinne off. Right. No, it's getting under her skin. I mean, it's an effective tactic mm-hmm. if you just want to make her mad. And Taylor's just kind of not saying very much at all. And Corinne just keeps talking more and more and more. Right. And But Corinne does say that Taylor is, what? Here for the wrong reasons. Ooh. says my concern is just not feeling confident that you are in a place to enter into a romantic committed healthy relationship blah 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 professor mm-hmm. thanks therapist bloody blue yeah um whatever and then uh, corinne also accuses taylor of thinking that she's better than other people and taylor says she's not better she's just different <laughs> <laughs> Classic, classic Taylor. You can tell by the previews for next week that they get sent on the two-on-one. Yeah, and only one of them Shocking. will come back. They also, I mean, I think we're pretty much done here. It's a to-be-continued even though, I mean, whatever. It's, you know, it's the same drum. I think one of the frustrations about these continuations is like, 
but to be continued is for like a very significant kind of drama and this is just the kind of drama that always occurs every week is like, christmas right exactly yeah and then it just gets tiresome it's like when elmo wishes it could be christmas all the time and it turns out that's it's depressing horrible. and big bird kills himself no that doesn't happen but no. it is depressing it is depressing. That's not what happens. Maybe I don't. Well, that stuff right. gets all. It do, it gets really dark. Yeah, it when does it's Christmas get a every dark. day. Yeah, yeah. And watch that one, folks. It's it's pretty yeah, fucked it's darker up. Darker than yeah. you would think. Yeah, the yeah. Sesame Street Christmas special. It's not a good time. It's not. It, they definitely. It's not enjoyable. Well, they don't just stop at like it's not special anymore. Right. Like things are going wrong. Right. And yeah, there's like issues with the school right think. yeah so, so it's yeah. it's a terrible scene yeah well one of the teachers is out of work bert it's always... bert and ernie break up yeah. yeah it's sad we were never a couple of <laughs> we're puppets oh. um i want to say and we rarely speak to the credit reel oh yeah uh, but we oh, were man. cracking man. up at alexis saying that her two biggest fears are Nicholas Cage, the actor. Fair enough. And aliens. And aliens. Those I are really like it that she qualified, like, it, not just any Nicholas Cage. Right, only the actor. the actor. Yeah. Other Nick Cages, fine. Nick wonders if any of the girls might be aliens, and I said, uh, that's our ghost theory, Nick. Right, come on, Nick. We're not aliens. Stealing There's our a thunder. ghost on the show. Uh, yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great credit. I just want to point out one thing about the like next the scenes from next time is there like a bunch of alligators and they show them like growling <laughs> is that right do alligators make that they're like chomping well the ones like like it's yeah it seems pretty it seems clear like they that, might be uh, going to louisiana i would wager maybe florida maybe florida yeah. or louisiana yeah, yeah. maybe they're gonna hit up the boats in shreveport what what um i didn't get to mention to a direct quote from taylor that is kind of, I think, why I really dislike her when she says she holds her hand up in what is clearly a zero, right? Like yeah. you can tell mm-hmm. that she's definitely making the figure of a zero. Yeah. And then she says, this is how many shits I give and how many ch- how much chill I have in me. Zero. Zero. You don't have to say right. zero, Taylor. We you got it. Us. You showed us. We got yeah. it. We're not as smart as you, but we got that. <laughs> we may not have your level of emotional intelligence, yeah, definitely but don't. we get it. All right, we'll um, come back next week for Corinne being annoying and uh, Taylor being smug and superior. Mm-hmm. It's no place for that in and Trump's America. Th- See you, Taylor. <sighs> Hashtag tickle my pickle. <laughs> Kiss me. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.